Did they make it so difficult? Can you not see well, that? Well, that's better now. There must be some way out of this. It's better now. It's much better now. It's much better now. It's much better now.
like a little humor that's a very funny song kind of based in reality though <laughs> from many many years ago recalled now just to let them know yeah the score is pretty much settled really who, who evens the score is you know the lord evens the score right and uh and that's because he is a god of vengeance yeah, he's real. See, the thing that the advantage, you know, those of us who have, I would just say, suffered, you know, to where we were abandoned, you know, to die or abandoned to, you know, just, you know, like the dumpster baby type of thing. Those of us who have gone through something like that had no one. Not, you know, there, this is total justification. There was nobody in our corner. There was nobody that gave a damn about us. There was nobody that cared if we lived. In fact, they prefer we died. There was nobody that was going to be, uh, you know, fighting for us. There was no way to keep going being that young. And not understanding the world. Now, the world would just crush a person like that. So we had nothing, and we had no one. And, you know, rejected on all sides because of whatever. Because, um, you know, uh, you didn't fit in with your parents. You didn't fit in with your group. You didn't fit in at school. You didn't fit in um, wherever you're supposed to fit in. They, you kept getting blamed for everything until you developed a complex, like everything's your fault, and when you're dead, everyone's going to be happy. How many had that? That's a neurosis put on you by bullying, by gaslighting. Yes, the whole idea is to get you to kill yourself because, see, they love it when you kill yourself and they made you do it. And then, that, you know, and first before that, though, they want to degrade, and this is where we come in today with, say, but here, the thing I'm trying to say is, so the people of the Lord, the, the worlders have to understand. You people of the world who, you know, 
reject any idea of God. You reject, you know, it's whatever you can see, taste, feel, hear, your 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 five senses. That determines your world. And then, of course, the hive you belong to, group think. But you never had that experience. You never had nothing and no one and been left for dead. You were never left for dead, most of you in the world. You know, go to school and then you go to college, you get your job. You never really, you know, suffering might have been breaking up with your girlfriend or getting fired from a job or mourning the loss of, of a family member or a hive, you know, one of your assigned friend members or something like that, the guy at the bar that, that sat next to you at the ball game. You know, that was about the extent of it. So you never really, you know, and whenever you felt lonely or upset or whatever, there's always, you know, uh, stuff to do to get through it. There's always, you know, people that wanted to, you know, head on down to the beach or go here or go there or do something or go down to the bar and drink brewskis. You know, there's always, there's always, uh, you know, people to talk to about sports and about, you know, life and about, you know, fishing or whatever, whatever it is, you know. Feeling that, that being buoyed, that being held by, by the collective, you're held, you know, even if you're alone, you realize that, 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 that safety net's all around you, holding you so that you'll never be alone. You'll never be left adrift to die, right? And so you never, and this is where, you know, the hate mongers or the worlders, whatever you want to call them, this is where they they don't understand. This is where, this is where they are very disadvantaged. You went down all the way to 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 zero to below zero, to where no life could live, no breath could be taken, no heart could beat, and God, what we understand is God. Jesus, which usually people understand a little bit later, but God pulled you up and said, no, you're not taking this one, and defended you against the group, i.e. the world, because the world wanted you dead, and the world always wants you dead, I mean, it's when I say that, it's uh, really a present tense. The world always wants you dead. You know, you who uh, did not... Fa- First of all, to fall into that safety net of the collective, you have to have a low IQ or a lower IQ. You get to pretend you're smart. You get degrees like teaching certificates and things so you can pretend you're smart in front of other people when you're you know teaching these mindless, idiotic classes. But we all know you're stupid. Because you never were tested. You never had to figure it out. You never were hit down, you know, so low that uh, death was looking like the only alternative. I mean, most of the people that have, that are in the world system, who embrace the world, who embrace the shopping mall, who embrace the, the cruise, they go on cruises, they go here, they go there, they go on a wild safari down in Africa where they can pet the natives on the head, you know. And then they can then they can say, "Oh, I'm down here with much concern about racial politics, and you know, kill Whitey, and you know, and get involved in the whole culture war 
and join up, of course, with the majority coming from out of the Rand Corporation, where they do have, where they do have IQ to dictate to the rest who have no IQ how to behave as a group or hive, how to win elections, how to how to how to influence, how to have wars, how to get everybody down with committing suicide, thinking that it's a, you know that it's for your own health or your own safety having everybody going along with that to the point where they start doing the bullying. Anyone who doesn't go along with this needs to be locked in their house, in their basement, needs to have a million needles stuck in them till they bleed out slowly so we can all enjoy it. God, I'm beginning to hate the, the world is more than I can even, I can bear it. I'm not supposed to be filled with hatred. But I'm just remembering how they treated... Well, my good friend who leaned over to me and said, can you believe what's going on? He became aware of the satanic world around him. Before that, he was a child. And then he saw there was a conspiracy. He saw the connection between people and how they were gaslighting him. And then he simply drove his car off a cliff unwittingly, and is no longer with us. Isn't that nice? Who do you think I blame? Well, let me put it this way. I don't blame him, my best friend. Now, there's... uh, there's, uh, there was really something to the way it works. And they tried, to, they tried to get it on their side in the movie Carrie, didn't they? They said, oh, well, she was tortured by a religious fanatic to make it even. Take the religious fanatic out of it and throw it away. She was just different. She didn't know everything. She had gaps in her knowledge. She... Didn't know things, but uh, how did how was she treated? Mm-hmm. They had to put the mother in there because we know Stephen King is a worlder, so we understand that. He otherwise it would have been lopsided his side would have lost completely. So, well, what do you mean he's a worlder? Um, what I mean, he is um, a, a part, and he is a connected part of what you might call the broader society or the system which only exists as a a glued-together hive and always has from the beginning of time. If you can't see that, then maybe you're blind, to, to turn a phrase. They're anxiously awaiting whatever he writes. He tends to spend all his time writing... Mindless, uh, I, I don't consider him to be 
you know, a genius writer or anything. I just think that he taps into stories that people want and, you know, they, they advertise, they make you want. A lot of the stuff he's got I'm not interested in. Uh, the Shining, I like the movie 10 times more than I like his book, which I've had, the, uh, you know, I've read the book. I actually only got about halfway through before I got bored. It was okay, but the movie was masterpiece. I'm going to read a long work. It, it should be Dostoevsky or something. You know what I mean? It should be. It should have, right? But anyway, um, the point I'm trying to make here is that the people of the world that are the bullies of the world, because when they're in a group, it's easy to be a bully, especially to someone that's not fitting in or something, you know. And it's so funny that you have these people now becoming social justice warriors and things like that, all manifestations of, you know, the uh, the think tanks, the, uh, you know, the Carnegie uh, Foundation, Ford Foundation, uh, you know, rich men of the earth, Bill Gates, whatever, you know, they sing all those praises. And they learn, they're taught, you know, like parrots. Because, again, with, when you have no IQ, you, you're, you're a parrot. You just parrot whatever the media says or whatever your friends say or whatever you're supposed to say. And that's how you keep your job, keep your spot down at the club, keep your place down at the pub, keep your place in the, at, at, you know, at the, at the Delta first class thing. You don't want to slip back to, you know, business. <laughs> keep your place in... Uh, and whatever place it is you have, you maintain that place by conforming to the system that you're in. And as it morphs, you morph. When in Rome. And that's how you assure yourself your place in line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, the thing is, is that the people who are attached to that don't have a day where you feel like you wish you were dead because you're buoyed up by the hive. And if you do feel that way, which means maybe there's, there is an IQ in there, right? If you don't feel suicidal in this life, you don't have an IQ, period. You're not, you're not alive. You're like a drone, you know, a robot, but if you do have a day like that where you have some actual free thinking, you know, I watched them. I, I watched the, the, the whole clan of people, you know, with their parties and their, their drugs and their orgies and all that stuff, you know, our parents, you know, which were the kids of, you know, the recipients of the victory of World War II and, and overcoming the Great Depression. And then they were totally decadent, you know. And then, of course, most every one of them joined Satanism, witchcraft, occultism. At least all the people that I had known, you know, in Los Angeles and the kids of those people, of, of the what would be the socialites and establishment, were all... Um, had learned how to collectively murder by the time they were 15. All the kids. I mean, not not with some exceptions. I mean, basically, it's, you know, 
uh, you know, well, it can seem like all. I mean, it may not have been all because I know that I had some friends that uh, had been targeted and uh, they're they're dead now thanks to this lovely group that has such a high IQ. You know, that they would live and let live. <laughs> not quite. So they target people and then they get, you know, jobs like, you know, the kids get inducted into, yeah, CIA jobs and, you know, gun running to the, you know, to South America and drug running. And eventually that turns into a government job or a big corporate job, right? It's all, the corporation and the government is identical. Okay, so there's, you know, if you're in one society or in the other and they kind of can easily, there isn't like a government, um, you know, wall. And like I say, most of these people the reason they have a structure of high school and then high school is, is basically the same thing. It's to basically have, um, you know, opportunities to, to please your masters. Hunting clubs. You know, opportunities for... Um, you know, opportunities to for, for debauchery, for, um, you know, collective uh, sinning, and also uh, to, to bring up the sorcerers and the witches, because the witches run the cities. So you have to understand that. I think you've, you've got that now by watching you know, the, the political uh, clown show, which is so pathetic that it's, I have half to tune away because I just get really, you know, you, you really feel cynical after you watch any of that, right? So for those of you, though, who, who've, you know, God bless you, who are very sensitive and were picked on by this system. You weren't picked on really, you know, you weren't targeted by a group, your family group, for being different from them. You know, say you didn't like being sexually abused when you were three or four years old. You know, they get mad at that. They want you to kill yourself. And they and they expect you to keep the secret. What's the big secret? Why do they kill all these children? Why is that? Who are from these, uh, you know, from 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 elite families because they are freaked out at the uh, pedophilia. In other words, them, they're freaked out as children at being targeted by, you know, perverts, pedophiles, and whatnot. And they threaten to expose the subject, and so they get dead before they get to high school. Oh, it's an illness, it's an accident, you know, it's always something. And that's the way things have run. That's the way L.A. has run. I'm sure New York is no different. Oh, and they also have the mental hospital circuit where they throw the kids as a last-ditch effort to try to, you know, force them to see sense. You know, because I told you this many years ago, but I'm going to say it again. Look, parents are expected to kill their children if they're going to be a problem in letting, you know, in spilling the beans. 
Now, those beings also have to do with criminality and to the extent of, you know, state-approved criminality. You know what I mean. Like, like you say, the United States is the biggest drug dealer in the world, okay? So people that take part in that, that'd be like, if you're going to spill the beans on that, you'll get a bullet to the back of your head and they'll call it suicide. So the same thing. Pedophilia, you get dead before you're 10. Uh, you know, these other things. And if you don't get dead, you know, I mean, you have, you have my case. I'm not dead. I, I you know, disapprove of it. But I mean, I was also a victim of it. And I think as I started having... Uh, real problems and psychological problems with, you know what I mean, with this whole suppressing the truth thing. You know, then there was, I remember, I was remembering an incident, I was feeling my forehead and I feel there's there's rocks in my forehead because the children next door pushed me on these rocks when I was five, you know, and, and the rocks on the front of their home and uh, I felt, and then, you know, and then I, there's a big gash there and I had to go to the emergency and they, you know, they had to, there was little pieces of rock in there and they had to leave and let it just kind of heal. Just I have rocks in my head, but next door was the place where they had these play, you know, what, what, what they call playtime uh, incidents, you know, and, 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 and I had raised a ruckus or did something I've, was or yelled or I, you know, wasn't into it or did something because what it is is just children with adults there that are that are basically their um, adult males to you know to uh, expose themselves and you know sexually play with children to to sexualize them and the mothers all sit in the back of the room doing their knitting and talking gossiping about the country club. And, you know, and the PTA meeting coming up and while their kids are out on the floor. Now, the same exact ritual, as I mentioned, no, that, that happened. That, that, that exactly like that, like the way I've described it. It's exactly like that. And then, of course, all the pictures taken are Polaroids, right? Even, even now. I think they still use Polaroid cameras. But, so here's the thing. And, and, um. You know, that's just basically playtime to indoctrinate children into the um, knowing what's, you know, what's, you know, to, to getting them into and also seeing which ones will play with the adults and which ones will be amenable to that sort of thing. And those are the ones that usually get promoted. That's why you that's why when you go to the top officials saying, hey, these guys are abusing children or trafficking children, that's why nothing ever happens. Or that it's legal to be a child porn star in California, right? Because that's see that's the the nod wink of our society that our society is built on that, you know. And and you know so, but why they kill to keep the secret? Because it's a secret still. I mean, maybe a little bit of an open secret, but it's a secret. The families involved in that sort of thing, a lot of them are bloodline families that have been involved in that for thousands of years. It's a generational thing. And um, many of them have multiple personalities and all kinds of things wrong with them. But I mean, this is the, at least 
back then in L.A. society, this is why people would get killed. Now, I'm aware some people are cheering on Paris Hilton in her book about this mean school in Provo, Utah that was like torturing her and, you know, doing abuse to her and some abuse. What she was writing about and what she complained about is nothing. And I'm almost wondering whether that's there as a way to blow the whole subject off. I mean, that's the effect it's going to have. It's like, oh, well, that's nothing. You know, grow up, you know. And now that, you know, Uncle Ernie wanted to touch you there. Oh, well, that's so what? Or the school wanted you naked in a certain room and they wanted to have a, you know, a gangbang. But it didn't happen. I mean, that's, it's really not the same thing. Because the rituals done by society happen to be satanic rituals involving children. See, there's another component there. You know, there's a witchcraft component, right? Those women that sew the armholes sitting in the back, comprende? Uh, And so, you know, so you get something like this. um, And then, of course, free will is art. You have to have your own free will embrace this whole thing or say yes to it. The reason for that is because the one thing that you can use to prove this entire reality is true is the is the honoring of free will by the enemy, by the abusers. Remember, society is the abuser. You know, the elite society, they're really the abusers. The people on the outside of it are, you know, uh, well, they're all equally, you know, involved. But, I mean, they're not, not everyone's going to be rich or be a mover and shaker or be, you know, elite or anything like that. You just have a lot of people that understand this is the system. And it's not just, you know, like white kids in L.A. or anything like that. You're talking about Mexico, South America. <clears throat> You're talking about everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Is that, you know, so it's, it's ridiculous to think. But here's the thing. It's all systematized. It's all standardized in this secret witch, witch, witchcraft kind of realm. So the kids then are used for sex. Why? Because the adults feel like they get power. Power to use to close that business deal. Power to, 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 to win the audition. Power to, uh, you know, to, to, to be, you know, have more money. Or power to, to be youthful looking. And then, of course, you know, from there... There's a lot of other things like, you know, drinking of blood, which is a big, not just a big deal, but blood transfusions are a big deal. Um, You know, you've heard about the adrenochrome uh, drug uh, to get, you know, adrenal, uh, you know, blood from the adrenals that has adrenaline in it because it gives a special youth regenerating high to those that engage in it and and then there's all kinds of trafficking. So the same people that are involved in all this 
are also involved, some of them, not all of them, but some, involved in trafficking in children for parties. Children for parties. And, you know, where they go after that, the children, well, the children, they get taken and dropped off at parties and they get picked up and taken to wherever they're, you know, whatever hovel they're staying at and they just get taken around until, you know, eventually people kill them. Or they just die of a drug overdose or whatever it is, you know, some some way they get killed. The statistics on this are very, very clear. Uh, over a million, I, you know, because the, the State Department statistics going back a few years were saying like 700,000 a year. But the U.S. State Department statistics are more like over a million a year are, you know, go missing. And of that, only 1% survive or, or, or return back. And the rest is an unknown. But I can tell you the unknown. The unknown is they don't live very long and um, for a number of reasons and not just stuff films or things like that. But I mean, any number of reasons, they don't, they don't make it very far. That's why there's such an appetite when you see so many kids coming across the border. They need all those children because they go through them so fast. Right, they don't make it, and that's a that's the deeper stain on our society than abortion. Even, well, maybe not. It's all bad. The USA is all bad, hundred percent bad, pretty much. Except for the there's good, decent people here, but they're overrun by the by the, you know, I'd say mainly stupid people that comprise the, you know, the hive mind force are the stupid people, and then the witches and the honchos and the sorcerers kind of like whipping it up and you know who they are the bush family the you know Pelosi's, the the you know the various families in california there are five families that run california uh now i can't tell you all their names but i mean you know you get a clue who some of them are right Pelosi's one of the yeah and this but apparently according to my friend who's like a fifth california uh uh lawyer actually family had was there before California became, I think, part of the uh, United States. And uh, he says that there are five families who are in California, so he was basically saying that, you know, a guy like Larry Elder doesn't have a chance because there are five families who are in California. They run the elections as well. And um, so people understanding that, you know, left California, Joe Rogan left California, for example, I mean, and these guys, a guy like Rogan, you know, I mean, he's totally, you know, uh, a good guy, maybe not in every sense, but I mean, basically, you know, guys like this would never be condoning pedophilia. Any, any of the stuff we're talking about, any of the secret inside stuff would, would never be condoning anything like that. So they leave California. That bodes well for Elon Musk, too, although I don't agree with his wanting to hook up to uh, AI and all that. I don't agree with that, but I do agree he's a maverick. I mean, he's not part of their system. His IQ is too high. Same with Rogan's. Their IQ is too high. Same with Alex Jones. His IQ is too high. You know, and they, you know, the fact that they all know each other too is interesting. You know, that of that of that generation. But I mean, how they're leaving California. California is absolutely the best state in the union. It has the most diversity. Feeds the most people has the most biggest brain trust 
and the most amount of income. It's like it's like it was at one sixth the global economy. I think it's even <coughs> maybe higher, maybe lower now because of the fact that uh, uh, you, you know they've they've run it in the ground. There is so much opportunity for agriculture there, but because they want to cut the food off, you know, they have the water go into the sea rather than feed the central uh, valley with uh, with uh, replenishing water for the crops and for the uh, fruit trees. Now, I'm very sorry they do that. It's 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 horrifying that they're like that. It's horrifying that they release viruses and basically have a policy of killing. But let me explain where it's all going. First of all, this the, the collective is the guilty party. You know. Or as my grandfather used to put it, humans are no damn good, he said. They're just no damn good because they join up with this stuff. And then they look the other way. You know, they get pressured into it, some of them, you know, to where they start saying a lie. For example, the current lie that's out there right now is that if you're unvaccinated, um, you know, you're a danger to the vaccinated. Which is another way of saying the vaccines don't work, but then they won't go there. But this is gaslighting. The unvaccinated should be locked in their houses and never come out again. Okay, things like that. Pure evil. And if they could get away with it, we should kill every man, woman, and child on earth for the earth. We should kill every man, woman, and child on the earth to save the earth. And, you know, people that fall into these groups run the world. Stupidity and low IQ, seriously, low IQ, runs the world. If someone has a high IQ, they tend to think outside the box, and they don't want that. So they try everywhere they can to lower it, to lower it, to lower it. Because lower IQ means compliance. All your friends and family who complied have a low IQ. You don't. You're the smartest one in your family. And then so they'll bully you. And they'll hurt you. But in the depths of your despair of being rejected by people that are not fit to tie your shoelaces, by the way, and, and, and have no honor whatsoever, but here you are, dejected, alone, feeling like, well, gee, if I just kill myself, my family can stop arguing. We can stop having all this pain. You know, they don't need a black sheep like me around. And how many have, 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 have had those thoughts with your teenagers? Or Right, that's the, that's the program to get you to kill yourself. And in the depths of your despair, God reached it, and then you met God. He wasn't going to let you go all the way to death because he wanted you. And he showed you that he was real. He showed you that he's a person. And he showed you that he is real. And he showed you that, that, that with him you could do all things. And he told you everything about your family, the world, the school, the, the previous employment you had where they started gaslighting you there and playing around with your car and breaking the windshield wipers off and all that, those horrible days. And, and then you started to understand. If you're not part of the system, they attack. <clears throat> what is the system? 
What is the system? Well, the system is worldwide and involves everyone pretty much. And then there's the the, the misfits and the rejects. So they, these are supposed to be like the artists and the seers and the poets and the visionaries. But instead, they're punished for being different. And, of course, for not, you know, agreeing with with... Abuse. You see, when those kids get abused in these playtime things, they're not just learning how to, you know, put out for adults. You know what I mean? They're not, you know what I mean? There's a way, and why do the parents allow it? The parents are teaching their kids to work their way up the ladder in society. That's why they allow it. That's how you can get rich. That's how you can get a good job. That's how you can become part of the upper echelon. So they push them. Same thing, you know, you hear about it in auditions for actors and actresses when they're young kids and then they grow up and they complain about being passed around by the... They never... It's, it's never really that bad. You know, like these kids are not subjected to, say, satanic rituals where people get killed. Or if they do, they keep their mouth shut because they're scared to death. But that's basically the thing that's hidden in our society. Satanism... And all those rituals involving children and the focus on children and then you understand war and abortion and everything else that involves bloodletting and killing and, and organ harvesting and, you know, China. And you start understanding the whole thing. There's a, a veneer over the whole society to cover up the true nature of man and the true nature of depravity, a man's depravity, which is done collectively mainly. The main depravity that man falls into is collective depravity where nobody knows any better, everybody's whistle, spot whistle clean. Everybody's clean if everyone agrees that we're just going to forget it. What you've seen here tonight, you just forget it. We're going to target so-and-so and so-and-so because they're very talented people and we really want them in our club. So let's work on them. Gaslight them if they don't come of their own free will easily. Put the hammer down. Harass them. Bring them to the end. Or try to blackmail them through getting them caught on tape doing something they shouldn't have done and then give them the offer. Here's a, a way out of the mess you're in. Join us. And that's it. And that's the whole of it, and that's, um, but the reason for all the dying and all the death and dying and all, it's, 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 you know, people say, well, it's, you know, uh, people have the right to have sex or do whatever they want, what they want. No, it's a collective, really, it's, the, the important thing about it is power, manipulation, power, control, sorcery, witchcraft, etc., do you recall when, when the entire nation of witches, which seemed to be about every other person, were putting spells on Trump to get rid of him? And you see they got rid of him. Do you realize how many people were involved in that? The majority. The majority of people in America aren't worth shit. 
in the sense that if you give yourself over to the collective, you are not a person that God bent you to be. In fact, I could make an argument that would say, if you're part of that collective, you're not a person. You've never been a person. You never had the chance to develop into a person. You have no idea what you would have become had you been allowed to be a person rather than your parents you know, shoving you into this thing and then telling you to keep your mouth shut if you want to live. So the kids are shoved into this thing. It's like a, uh, you know, they go to summer camp and they go to this, and the camps are already there ready to start shaping the kids into, you know, the sex with the adults and the Boy Scouts and, the, you know, all that. It's all a way of, of moving them toward the goal of them having to use their own free will. They can't tell the kids exactly what it is. So they try to get them to go monkey see, monkey do with some of the older kids so they so they will conform. But, uh, you know, they, they realize that without the free will, they don't get the soul. What's the whole point of getting people to join this collective? Is to get the soul i.e. the free will consent. Without that, you've got nothing. Without that, there's no power. Without that, it's just a random act. Without that, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, there's no money there. You know, every soul is worth, you know, lots and lots of money. You know, power, money, all that stuff. So when they can't get the soul, i.e. free will, They'll lean on the person, they'll gaslight the person, they'll do everything in the world to get them to either comply or commit suicide if they've divulged too much. What they don't expect is that the Lord will come in and sweep that little precious lamb child up and inform the child all about all this stuff and and say, you come with me and I will make a way for you. When every, when every which way is blocked by them. Anybody that has any sense at all would at least inquire if the Lord is real, if there is a God, if there is a person, if there is a way that doesn't depend on man and his duplicitous lies. What do they tell the kids? They lie. They say, everything's going to be okay. Just join this. And it's not okay. Because then those kids are turned into hunters as well. And then they have to go hunt for souls. The, 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 the appetite for souls is never, is never um, you know, it's never satiated. And the souls of the kids are what they want. They don't want adults, really, or old, old guys. They're not pressuring you old people out there. You missed the whole boat, or maybe you were part of it, or maybe you broke away from it at some point. You know, you realize you were part of something that was uh, very bad, and you got away. But you don't see them bothering you or gaslighting you at 65 years old, do you? No, it's 25, 22, 16, better, 12, 8, you know, 5, whatever. But, I mean, it's the kids that the, uh, the, the, the recruiters want. And no, they don't like recruiting freaks, different, uh, permanently handicapped people don't get recruited typically, although some do. 
And then, of course, but when you meet a bunch of homeless people, you'll find it's being run by one of these people. Yes, you see, the homeless people, they're, they're not exempt from this. They're part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, because you're dealing with a supernatural reality here. Now, how weak are the parents that sell their kids out into this thing? Well, they're disgusting. They shouldn't actually live. Right? It's like they killed their children. But it's the age-old question. Do you have them? The only game in town is the mafia. Do you have the kids join the mafia or struggle in poverty to get nowhere? They join the mafia. It's the same principle. In fact, maybe even identical. And that's the deep, dark secret of our society. That's why when people co complain about D.C. corruption, D.C. is not corrupt. It's simply a reflection of our society. I mean, oh, well, it's all corrupt. I mean, but I'm saying it, it is corrupt, but it's a reflection it's not that D.C. is particularly corrupt beyond everywhere else. It's just simply a reflection of the world today. And I don't mean just the United States. I mean the entire world. It's the same corruption in Buenos Aires as it is in Paris, France, as it is in uh, New York City. It's the same principle everywhere. Isn't that awful? You need it. Well, here's the reason I bring it up. Because... What I started off talking about was most of these people will never know the depths of despair that you have. They'll never know what it is to be truly hated and mistreated and put down and put down below death. And below the, you know, I used to think about the Who song, no one knows what it's like to be hated, to be faded, to telling only lies. Well, that's a part of the, of the gaslighting there, you know, to a certain extent where they, where they basically harass people until they join. But it's, you know, but that song doesn't really touch on it. It doesn't, you know, I think what they're trying to say there is, you know, everybody goes through that feeling like the bad man, the awful man, until they join up and feel the love. You know what I mean? I think it's a misguided song in that sense. You know, almost, it's, it's not postulating that there's another side to it, but it's saying, you know, uh, this, this, this bad man, I just figure, is a is a you know a misfit a uh, person that gets picked on a person that uh, never allowed to express themselves and always interrupted how many times they these people do tell you you know when you're starting to feel good about something they come try to tell you bad news to keep you constantly bummed out and that's all they do with you every day long all day long every day you see them and until finally you separate yourself and you go alone <clears throat> and you you go it alone. <clears throat> Because any kind of connection with people, they just do the same thing. Though you haven't done anything to them but given the shirt off your back, given them money, given them, you know, meals, let them drink your booze, uh, been very polite, stayed out of any kind of squabble, never gossiped, and in reward, you're treated like shit. You know, like kill yourself. And that's because... Number one, they're not, you know, obviously, you're a better person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you, in their club, you have to do those things. 
to the outsider. You cannot treat the outsider like a normal human being. You always have to tell him something's wrong with his life, something's missing, or he seems like he just doesn't get it, or seems like he just doesn't understand, and seems like he's always going to be an outsider, and he's never really going to truly be loved, and always kind of tell him that, you know, he's always going to have bad luck, and there's always going to be a cloud over his head, and there's always going to be a problem as long as he's breathing. And he's, uh, you know, he's a, and on top of that, he's a bad person, and he's selfish because he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't join the collective and put out to everybody in the world because he's confused because he's hurt that he's useless and lousy. And he's a burden on everyone on earth just being here. You understand? Of course you do. Well, all right. So, you know, so that person eventually breaks away and is at the bottom of 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 the sea with no hope whatsoever. And then he meets God. God had mercy on this horrible, 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 horrible atrocity that has become this this young, damaged person that is basically psychologically damaged for life. And God heals him. God lifts him up. And then you see, that child never forgets God. Say, oh, get off of you. All the Jesus freaks are all evil and lousy. And let's do movies that hate Jesus freaks and they're terrible people. We need to attack them collectively. Get them in trouble. Get the whole hive on them. Get the, the witches can be the quarterbacks and get the spells going down on that person to hurt and destroy that person. We've already destroyed them, but we have to destroy them even more. Oh, in order to exist, we have to. Soul survivor is going to be the death of me, says Mick Jagger. That's right. If they survive, they're a soul survivor, aren't they? And so these people on the other side consider that to be a direct uh, blight or curse on them. That if you live, they can't live. And if they live, you die. And if you live, they die. But that's their thinking. And that's their programming. And they're well aware that, you know, you have to understand. Then there's the entire demonic pantheon, all the gods, all the witchcraft, all the sorcery. All of it is about that, not so much acts of sex or, or murder or whatever ritual there is, okay? It's really about the power and the witchcraft and, and, and you know, the, the power structures that rule the earth. And it, it's all demonic. And so, yes, they have a collective. They get together and they say, we've got to take them out because they put up a, uh, they've got a business going and they bake bread and, uh, you know, and, uh, right? They say, well, they think they believe in God. At least we have that advantage. And then the next thing you know, they try to put them out of business and the bread maker thrives. 
and the the good the good things thrive because God is having favor on that person, and there's no witch, no collective, no millions of people, no billions of people that have anything to say about it or could stop it. So that child meets that God, and God starts to make a way for that child to breathe, to heal, to get over all the pain and trauma of every day being cursed, every day having black candles lit against them, every day with the chicken claws and, the, and all the, 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 the satanic rites against that person, all the voodoo dolls and all the, the horrible things they've done to get that person to get rid of themselves and the poisonings and putting you know, acetone in their drinks and all kinds of stuff that they've done to rid the world of that outsider, that child of God who had no chance except that God lifted them up in their utter despair and saved them. So they know God exists and they know that person of God. So when these people go up and mock God around them, they don't ever shake their faith because they know they had no way to make it. They had no way forward. They had no way to succeed. They had no way to exist. They had no way to live. But God had a different idea, see? God had a plan. One God, our God, the creator, trumps a hundred billion or trillion men who are all under, under you know, the Jezebel witch that's, that's throwing death curses on all people or whatever. There's... One, the God is above and beyond all of that. If you have God's favor, you can walk right through them. But first you must heal. Get over the trauma of being treated badly, being lied to. I mean, one of my healing things from that is like feeling like I can't do anything because they made me feel like I'm, I'm you know, whatever I attempt, whatever I do is, I, 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 it's horrible or whatever, you know, that not true. They're just, it's just, they'll do whatever it, whatever you love, they will make it so that it turns into a disaster for you, including girlfriend. They can send a girlfriend in for this express purpose of breaking your heart. Every one of these lambs and these, these people that meant no one, any harm whatsoever, and only wanted to do good and only wanted to, to love and be loved. That's all they wanted. But for these people of the worlders to treat them like they're some kind of enemy and then actually act, take action on it. Can you imagine how much those people are going to suffer? Can you imagine, you know, what it will be like in the pits of hell for these people? Because that's where they're going. They go, oh, I don't believe in hell. Well, you know, I've gone through that. You know, ultimately, we're all just I am anyway. But see, that's because they're thinking that at this life, it's over. This life, it's not over. There are consequences to how you live your life on this earth. And I've been shown that. That doesn't mean it's forever. People go, well, is it forever or for that? I say, you know what? 
that's really above my pay grade. All I know is this. The world is depraved, and if I don't get the protection of the blood, of the truth, of the way, if I don't go through the sun to eternity, I ain't getting to eternity. And what does that mean about me? Well, I am, uh, puts me at the very top of the heap, and at the bottom of the heap, and side to side. I am, and there's really nothing else. We understand that. At the same time, this little drama we're in as human beings and then after that isn't over. There are consequences after this life. And I'll just let it go there because I don't, you know, say, well, what is your doctrine of hell? I'm not going to put out a doctrine of hell because of time and space. I'll just say, perhaps it's left as a mystery to me I'm just saying that there are consequences to actions, okay? And it may be that, um, you know, I often like the term the sins of the fathers visited upon the sons because there is a consequence right there of actions the fathers took against the young people that may be in a certain bloodline family and not know why they're being picked on so much. It's because those sins and the consequences of those sins are being visited upon those children. I do believe in that very, very... I've seen that close up and personal. So that's, that's absolutely a, a, you know, a, a, a given. The reason that the IQs go down of the hive is because... The hive meaning the, the majority of people upon the earth is because... Um, in joining collectives, we're never meant to do that. We're all meant to be individuals. So in joining a collective, one automatically checks in, you know, things like right and wrong, facts, uh, you know, processing time of, of uh, you know, information. All that atrophies over time, and so they get stupid. They don't begin, st- they don't start off stupid. They just, it, it's a process of being part of an evil cabal, you know, a satanic um, you know, a, a network of slaves that goes after anyone that's different, goes after and targets anybody that they find that is not really complying, and they and they police it. They police the whole world. Paul McCartney, the great musician, was a, said he was a policeman at one point. It was like she came in through the bathroom window, and then in that same. Uh, in that same, uh, uh, you know, phrase or phraseology, whatever he's doing, I don't know if he's talking about sex or, you know, jerking off or whatever it is. They, they, they were always writing about, they're intertwining kind of the sex magic, you know, you know, weird lyric, you know, double entendre things together. But what really ultimately was meant is, is he said, and so I left the police department and I took that to mean, well, he's obviously a musician, so... He's policing to make sure everybody is on the same page. He's a, he's a minder. He minds what other people are doing. He's very interested in politics, right? People in, in, in especially, you know, bully politi- politics of the majority are often, you know, minding everybody else and everyone else's business. But mainly, they're on the lookout for anything that would disturb the system the system, 
So, yeah, the Beatles were the first ones I really became aware of, and other groups as well, but putting in lyrics that were trying to seduce children into uh, joining the collective, you know, the Magical Mystery Tour or whatever, that they were actively pursuing recruiting of young people. And the parents allowed it, the LSD and this and that, hoping to open their minds enough to where they would see that there's another way to go. Or as uh, or as the famous Edgar Winter put it, um, come on and take a free ride. Only as Edgar knows full well, poor guy, uh, you know, it, it's nothing's free. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not free, buddy. And he ain't talking about just, you know, free pussy either. Too bad. But, you know, these guys thought when they did those lyrics and they did those, you know, that little, you know, that was all part of the, you know, acid CIA, military industrial complex in Laurel Canyon. Uh, That was part of that whole push to get as many kids involved in the hive. You know, that was a military industrial complex push to recruit children into the hive of Satan. There were too many people doing their own thing. See, when you have something like a renaissance, a renaissance liberates people to be individuals, and they lose recruits. They lose people. Uh, The Enlightenment even, you know, even though it was like trying to be atheistic and, you know, rational and, and, you know, being above God and all that, even the Enlightenment, you know, the time of, you know, D- D- Descartes and different uh, philosophers, Locke, Barclay, Hume, you know, that, that whole thing that you studied when you were supposed to be in school. But anyway, those guys, and of course that gave way to the Illuminati and, the, you know, that whole thing, and the French Revolution even, you know what I mean? And other things too that were, you know, not all negative. But I mean, that was really talking to the individual more. The Declaration of Independence, the greatest document of all time involving what? The liberation from the satanic cabal, i.e. servitude, i.e. serfdom, i.e. feudalism, where you have the tyrant king and the little serfs, you know, uh, for, for forever on this planet until finally our rights come from our creator, not from Satan, not from pedophiles, not from, you know, sorcerers and witches. Our freedom, our life, our power comes from the Almighty God. And that's the, you know what? The, the, the bunch that's in power now, you know they don't believe that, right? They hate the Constitution. They hate the Declaration of Independence. They hate the founding of America. They're here to destroy it, and what they I'm going to talk a little bit about what they're going to do. Now, this little overview of things, you know, it's just really, before I get to that, I'm just, you know, reaching out to those people. You know, you know if, if the, the, and then when you read your Bible, it backs it all up. You know, God before me, who can be against me? Uh, Psalm 23, the Lord makes us a table in the midst of our enemies. Psalm 91, 10,000 to the left, 10,000 to the right, but it's not going to come to your tent, this plague, whatever it is. Okay? Understand that God makes promises there. He's a person you interact with. 
Now, I'm always, you know, I can turn to any page of my Bible. I've got a Bible here that basically is like a weapon. I can barely pick it up. It's so heavy. Um, uh, and I can show you what it says about the collective here. I can just open up to Ezekiel 12. And at verse 20, I can say, and the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste, and the land shall be desolate, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now that phrase is repeated all throughout the Bible. You'll know that I am the Lord. I, you know, I don't care what your plans are. I don't care how much you prepared. I don't care how, how, how big your weapon systems are. I don't care how many nukes you have. I will lay you to waste if you turn against me. And if you touch my children, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm, thus saith the Lord, or I will lay you to waste and you will never, ever, 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 ever recover. I, the Lord, am using the people in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere around the world to lay the world to waste and all their plans of a new world order to waste. And everything that they wanted to waste. And all their minions that follow them to waste. While the minions think they're winning, they're digging their own graves, thus saith the Lord. They are all digging their own graves, says God. You see, it's all connected. The verse looked like I randomly went to it, and it led to what God is doing with the earth. The Biden and all the rest of these people who think they're winning are losing and will lose and have already lost. The loss is already. The credibility is gone. There is no honor. There is no honor among thieves. There is no honor amongst them, of, of any of them. They have already been laid to waste. They have been laid to waste. They have been laid waste. The American wasteland. Land of opportunity. Land of, 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 of milk and honey. The land of tremendous potential has been laid waste now. Enemies that are inferior, such as China, such as Europe, have taken over and laid themselves to waste as the Chinese economy is about to implode, as European economy about to implode. So they will punish and sacrifice the bulk of people to boost themselves, much like they did in the Aztec realm and in the Mayan realm, they sacrifice more and more and more and more and more and more to try to keep their decadence going, to try to keep those ultra-rich rich. And no matter how many people they sacrifice now, there is no blessing from the, from the gods. Their gods have failed them. Going to other gods only complicates matters for them. Other gods get them in trouble. 
Trouble because they have denied the Most High God, the most obvious force in the universe, the most obvious thing there is, they have denied. Thus, they cannot be wise, but rather they are fools because they've denied something that's bigger than all of us and bigger than their little uh, demonic gods, which are basically useless and worthless. Okay? So you can't lose to a Klaus Schwab. And even if he thinks he's God, it's still, it's pathetic. You know the truth of this universe, of this multiverse, of this simulation, of everything that we see going on with the Mandela effect, the simulation, the, 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 the almost synchronous things happening, and they seem to be happening one by one by one by one, leading to destruction. You see all these things because God has blinded them with strong delusion that they would believe a lie, i.e. that they're winning. Now, we may all suffer too, but if I have to die in this, I win. I win. You win. They lose. It's that simple. And they can do all they can to, to say, you know, Jew, go to Auschwitz, go to death camps, you know, Christian, you know, anti-vaxxer, whatever they want to say. They can do this whole game and they still cannot touch God. No, God touches them, not the other way around. And to see it any other way is to be in a state of denial or delusion. If you think that the Most High God is impotent because you didn't get your little childish way, it's only because you can't see the big picture because the big picture is above your intellect. And the more you stay with the hive, the longer you go down in intellect. So the more blind you become. Until finally, you believe that you are gods. And that God doesn't exist. And that you are the masters of the universe. And it's up to you to propel your way out of this rock and into glory of invincibility and interminability and, and eternality if I may botch the language there a bit. Only a fool says there is no God. The fear of God, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. The reason I'm here right now is because I put my faith and trust in the Lord and I wasn't very good at it. Oh no, I was, I was scared into it too. Gang stalkers driving by the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guns, you know. Almost getting in a shootout a couple of times with neighbors. I mean, crazy stuff. And it was all because they were part of a hive that they had a, a mission. Get rid of the sole survivors. 
Get rid of the lambs. Get rid of the black sheep. Get rid of the mavericks. Get rid of the individuals. Get rid of people that want to do it their own way. Get rid of all those people. And now the irony of ironies, the people that took the so-called jab, the hive, who want to make, who actually want to kill anyone that doesn't have it, and actually make the mistake of saying, we're in danger of the unjabbed. Oh, you mean your vaccine doesn't work? You have no right to blame the unjabbed. They unjabbed a lot of people that had COVID recovered already. Their immune systems are... 13 times stronger than yours. And of course, they pose no danger to anyone. But they could be carriers. Yes, but if you're vaccinated and your vaccine works, you have nothing to worry about with carriers or anybody else. Unless you're telling me your vaccine doesn't work, in which case we would say, then why take it? You see, you cannot have it both ways, you stupid people. And so, um, one of the great things is they 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 uh, jumped the shark, didn't they? The collectives, the collectives. We've grown impatient with you, says Dictator Biden. We're going to have to put. We we need to lock you in your houses, says some talk show bitch on CNN. Some fucking idiot. Oh, she'll have her. For you know, time in hell to enjoy herself. Yeah, uh, that that woman's going straight, straight down, man. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a living hell on earth. I'm sure they'll they'll launch more plagues. They'll do something that will torture themselves. See, the irony that you're missing is everything that they're doing is setting up their own deaths. We've had hundreds of thousands of deaths, uh, according to the, uh, the the real numbers of the VARES around the world uh, because people that take the jab, see, they go, all these billions of people are dying. These, all these people, I get my stats from them. They go, all these hundreds of thousands of people that are dying because they didn't get the jab, wrong. They got the jab, they died within two weeks and they reported them as unvaccinated, which is a lie. And that's why they're saying those stats. That we can't just let them die. And that is a 100% lie. The ones who are actually doing the dying are the people that get jabbed and then they have an adverse reaction with heart attacks, blood clots, and things like that that the jab creates. Health problems, including problems two, three, four years down the road which they don't know yet, just like all the vaccines. You know, there are cancer vac- there are cancer uh, elements in vaccines that we got as children. And many people then now, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, they get sick with cancer because they were laced with it and it didn't show up for... So the delayed reaction of a few years before these vax people start getting hurt. And they know this because if they want to depopulate, they want to give it to everybody in Europe and America, not in China, because they need the Chinese to come here to replace the Americans. So that's the plan. Now, 2004, I said the Chinese were going to replace the Americans. And they're going to be running the factories and teaching Mandarin, and, you know, that's what's going to be happening in the United States. 
It's not that the people here are going to have to learn the credit score and all that. It's the next group here after we all die from vaccination. And I think that's basically, the, you know, it's a long-term plan. Someone said to me, if, if they want to call, why don't they just call? Be, and my answer to you, sir, is because it's a long-term plan. First, they need to rob. They need to steal. They want to steal two things, wealth, property, right? That's one thing, and children. And then after that, of course, they're going to bring the death, the death phase. They need the children for their, uh, for their uh, children to them are like, you know, they, they become so uh, corrupted that children for them are like fine wine or something. You know, it's like they have this, this whole thing they pursue by, by these, these, you know, and it's sad because, like I say, of all the kids trafficked, millions, uh, only 1% actually, you know, survive. 1% of millions Saw a great movie uh, that Netflix produced. I was amazed, and so I got to kind of eat my words on Netflix. Yes, they did do a good movie. It, it takes place in South Africa. And it's called I Am All Girls. I Am All Girls. And it's about the human trafficking of children, of girls, uh, out of Africa to, like, wealthy sheikhs and different people. And one of the girls who survived it one of the 1% becomes a vigilante. And it's very, very amazing acting and directing and writing. It's just, um, it's fantastic. I think it should be up for an Academy Award, in my, in my view. And yes, it's very diverse. <laughs> but it's real diverse. It's like the real deal. It's very gritty and very realistic. And I would urge every one of you that's interested in this subject of human trafficking to see that movie. I am all girls. It's actually the girl that becomes a vigilante. Her name means I am all girls. Right? So she's avenging her sisters, let's say, that were abducted and used in this trafficking uh, scheme, which involved wealthy politicians and shakes and, you know, uh, all kinds of of, uh, you know, these, these shakes, they fly around the world sampling children, right? They put them on the plane and take them. You know what I mean? And they, 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 all day long, that's all they do. You know, I mean, it's like that's their pursuit in life. Always looking for children they could just throw on board. I was told about the Haitian earthquake, that when that happened, that even UN troops were involved in smuggling children out. And then, of course, we see the border where all the children, they arrive there, even without parents, where they're smuggled somewhere in the country, which nobody knows where they went, uh, except the, obviously, Biden is, is trafficking them. And they're being trafficked, and they're being sex trafficked. There are brothel owners who are picking up kids, literally, and taking them to their foster homes, which are basically brothels. Oh, God, you think how sick this country is. I could call it a nuke strike, and I, I almost wouldn't mind dying. The only reason I don't do that is because I'm not God. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't judge accurately. But it looks to me like the best thing to do in this country is nuke it. And by the way, 
Well, I'm not calling for it. I'm, I'm just saying that it just seems pretty hopeless. That's all. I uh, uh, mentioned nukes in the last episode. And lo and behold, nukes came up in the news yesterday that we almost went to a nuclear war with China back when uh, Trump was leaving office and Milley took the nukes away from him. You know, General Milley took the nukes away from him, supposedly, and called General Lee of China to say, we're almost attacking you, but we didn't. Apparently, Trump may have been, I guess, saber-rattling about, about nuking China for what they did with the COVID. And then Milley said he put a stop to it, called the Chinese to tip him off that we're about to attack. And then Milley is now considered a hero for being a traitor. That means, structurally, folks, that China is the de facto owner of the United States. They won the United States when they launched COVID. When, when Trump shut off the economy, the Chinese won. So that's why they're acting like that. They're acting like they have ownership. They're just waiting to move in here. They just need to clear out people. So they're trying to do it with a vaccine that probably doesn't really kill people for a few years. So maybe they, they're going to step it up with a nuclear war. But the left has celebrated Milley. The left is Chinese. The left in America is totally sold out China. Uh, don't, don't, but Republicans, like half the Republican Party is sold out to China too. One of the biggest China people were like Bush, you know, Cheney, you know, McCain, those kind of guys. And uh, now they've given, you know, Biden handed over China to uh, the, the uh, Afghanistan to China so they could get all the... Uh, the minerals for the battery-operated cars and different things, and and is is given Russia to go ahead with their pipeline so they could have energy independence. Now to fill up your car takes, you know, it's it's exorbitant, and it, it was done. Uh, you you had it at, at you know almost two dollars a gallon. You've been screwed totally. But you see, the reason that we say we are conquered is because nobody has the balls to fight back. People have awakened, yes, but they don't understand what it means. It means, you you know, like Biden said, what are you going to do? do? Do you have nukes? No. Do you have airplanes? No. Well, then what are you going to do to me? He's got a good point. What could anyone do to, to uh, you know, in, in terms of use of force? You know, AR-15s, you think they're going to be able to go up against a tank and up, up, up against a, a U.N.? Uh, you know, vehicles for combat? I don't think so. Saw a bunch of UN vehicles. Not UN, but just military vehicles coming into Idaho yesterday. And, uh, you know, you know, obviously, who knows why that is, but it's clear Canada has already bowed to China. They've agreed with the credit score. So the Canadians are out of luck because they figure Canada's not going to... The people of Canada aren't going to do anything to the government. Therefore, Canada is good to go. They've, they've already gone Chinese. Same with Biden. We have been given over to China. China owns us. And they can, they can dispose of us at will as well. They're trying to make it look like nobody did anything, you know, because they can hide, like the people that die from the jab and stuff, they can hide those deaths, you know, and, and make it look like uh, nothing happened. 
and you know make it also you know report them as being unvaccinated when they're vaccinated report all of not 90 percent are, are are vaccinated i mean it's even more 95 percent, 99 percent those are the only people that actually have complications it's because they shed the other people have a degree of immunity. If you're unvaxxed, and you've, you've, everyone who's unvaxxed, everyone that's been in America has been exposed to COVID or had COVID and recovered. It's, even if they were asymptomatic, you know, you had, right? Because the virus is, uh, my reasoning on that is that the virus is, uh, an, has, uh, it comes from an animal reservoir. And therefore it's floating around everywhere all the time. So everyone's had it. Everyone's been exposed to it. I'll put it that way. So the people that have been exposed to it either didn't succumb or then or got over it, had a cold, a cough. I had a cold type of thing in the lungs down in, in, in Texas and I I took uh oleander. I took uh, the uh the uh, uh I took oleander and it just kinda kept me going for that week and then uh, you know, eventually I didn't have it. But I had also fatigue and all that and which I uh which I've addressed that and and you know I take um a lot of things like uh you, you know quercetin C D D3 uh extra vitamin C I take about 7000 units of C some some say 10000 I say uh you know 5 to 7000 then if it gets hairy then 10 to 15 maybe uh I've take cinchona bark which is uh, quinine um, you know, and then I've got all the other things, you know, like everybody else does, you know, for the, for the, so far so good. You know, I haven't really been exposed to that many people, but if I do get sick, I would prefer to uh, get out outpatient treatment. I'm not going to go to a hospital because what I understand about hospitals is they get money for having people die of COVID and they love to have people that are unvaccinated come in and then kill them. So they can go, you see, when, you know, the irony I, that I have is like, as I see these people like on TV who supposedly have had the jab, you know, like, on, and, I, and I wondered if on CNN or elsewhere, since the Congress doesn't have to take the jab, why would that be? And the president and all those people don't have to take the jab. You know, no, nobody in the government has to take the jab, only the you know little people. So why is that? If it's just, you know, incredibly important to have everyone have the jab so it, everyone will be safe. Who came up with that idea that everyone would be safe? Then they start comparing the, uh, the, the, the vaccine to the smallpox and how the vaccine got rid of smallpox. Yes, because it was not, uh, you know, animal born because it was not coming from an animal reservoir. You will never get rid of coronaviruses, ever. I don't care how many vaccines you come up with. It's apples and oranges. They don't, the coronaviruses are, are, have, are come from animal reservoirs and they're, they're around us and with us all day long, every day. They come and go, they're in the air, they're airborne. They're here, they're there, they're floating around. And uh, we're, we're surrounded with viruses. Coronaviruses, the common cold, whatever, people get it in the wintertime because their immune system goes down. Otherwise, they get in the summer too. But you're never going to get rid of those, and you're never going to get rid of this 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 Frankenstein you know monster they created in the lab in Wuhan. Uh, 
Uh, it's here. It's you know, it's here to stay. You're just going to have to find a way to deal with it. We have, but what's very interesting is a lot of these treatments that we learned about also work on the common cold and pneumonia and the flu. Isn't that something to have learned about? You know, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin with the idea of using it to help with pneumonia. Pneumonia. We never did that before. Remember, we never knew. So in a sense, that, that uh, this whole emergency has brought awareness way up on a lot of things. Regeneron, uh, Regeneron is uh, more and more available to people. I'm not here in this state of New Mexico. From what I understand, they're, they're, they won't fill uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, or Regeneron if the people here in New Mexico want it. Yeah, they prefer to kill them. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You should see this governor. She looks best in a Nazi uniform. That's really what she is, is is a, you know, a murderer. They prefer to murder, you know, to murder as many people as they can by blocking treatment. If you go to the hospital here right now, they won't give they won't give you anything. They will not if I go to Texas and I go to the hospital, I will get everything. I can go to Texas, I, you know, I can go to Texas and go right into a Regeneron clinic and get treated immediately, right? And, um, you know, I, I, uh, all, the, all that treatment, all that stuff, I can get on the phone and get a prescription by so-and-so by, by so, you know, so-and-so for hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or any of these or, you know, uh, you, you know, you know, steroids for the, for the lungs, uh, like, um, you know, everything from prednisone to, you know, prednisone inhalers and all kinds of stuff, but they won't fulfill the basic ones at the pharmacy. They will say they don't have it. They have to order it. And then it will never come, type of thing. It's it's a, it's it's what they've been told to do politically. It may be the Democrats have killed, you know, what I would say is, they've killed mainly Democrats, but they've killed lots and lots of people by denying them. Think of these hospitals that have denied whole wards full of COVID have denied them hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin and zinc or even vitamin C and quercetin and that kind of, you know, and zinc. Just imagine how many have died because of Democrat political, because of politics. You know, hundreds of thousands? It is getting up there, the numbers. And then think to yourself, when these people go to bed at night, how do they sleep? These are truly people that shouldn't have children, obviously. I think they get a secret buzz out of out of killing. I think they enjoy denying hydroxychloroquine. I think they love denying ivermectin. They love watching uh, you know, people die. Because they are, you know, just like the Republican establishment, part and parcel of this hive. The hive loves death. Loves watching people die. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely sue a lot of these doctors for 
I mean, the lawsuits are going to go on forever from this thing. But you could sue uh, hospitals, doctors, you name it, for denying life-saving, you know, life-saving protocols that were cheap but available and, and, and you know, every... I mean, you know, something like hydroxychloroquine is so available around the world, it's like, what do you mean you deny it? How do you hide it somewhere? You know what I mean? It's like they've, they've done that. But when they do that, they know that it's going to cause people to die. They know that. That's why they get excited. They like it. I, it's got to be that. It, it can't be anything else because, see, they know it saves lives, right, because that's been proven. So they know that. So the only reason they would deny it would be to end lives. There wouldn't be any other reason if they know it works. Well, you know, the true believers, of course, they believe everything the TV says. They'll say, well, we don't know if it works. And I'm like, no, most of the honchos that are making policy know that it works. That's why they don't want to use it. they they rather put you on a ventilator and turn the oxygen up and blow your lungs out. You know, it's good, though, that you guys all learned that, you know, you're hated. It's good that you've all learned. You know, the hatred you've gotten from a Republican, George W. Bush, uh, who has told you that uh, you're a, of a foul spirit, that's more hatred than you've gotten from Biden. And he really hates you. But the reason he hates is because he got caught. He got his hand caught in the cookie jar at 9-11. He got caught. His whole family got caught. They got caught. Yet they run a huge Babylonian funeral uh, ritual for, for Pappy and for, uh, the, 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 you know, the Mama, Mama Bush. And, and if you look at W right now, he looks, he looks terrible, doesn't he? Oh, man. But it's only going to get worse for guys like that. And they figure, well, as long as we can get them, you know, the other side. Bush was fine when you all voted for him, you know, thinking he was a better alternative. But when you didn't buy the storyline on 9-11, he told you, you're either with us or the terrorists. So now you're the terrorist. He's been, you know, you, you know he was caught. Roger Stone caught him. People caught, you know, Bush. And now they're catching Biden, giving away the military equipment that's going to be used in terror attacks against U.S. citizens, using uh, COVID to cull the population, using vaccines to cull the population, not recalling the vaccines for the for the injuries. Now I think we're up to uh, well, we're up to millions of injuries now, <laughs> millions. <laughs> well, they say there's only a hundred thousand or so, but. If you really add it up around the world, I think it's it's it it's if it isn't millions, maybe it maybe it isn't you know in the hundreds of thousands. But I mean, most vaccines would be recalled if that was the case, wouldn't it? Trish, wouldn't it be recalled? Well, don't hold me on the number. I, I I've seen some pretty insane numbers though. If you take the VARS VARS stat. Of 70, pe- 70 people a day dying of, of the COVID jabs. I mean, that's, it's, it, the yeah, the vaccines. That's insane. I, I, you know, I, you would at least recall it and you work on it a little bit. 
Now, because you see the purpose of the vaccine, and it's got nothing to do with cure, cure for anything. It's got to do with, uh, you know, a culling. But a culling over time. Why the culling over time? Very important. Because they have a timetable to go by. Because they still need to rob. The tax bill coming up, right, will be robbing. Make sure that everything is taken from you. Then the property. Then the children. And then you goodbye. Bye-bye. Right? Something like that. I'm not here to, to try to speculate or even you know prophesy about what are the timing of the events or whatever. It's just, you know, I'm just looking at what's obvious on the surface and just trying to say, okay, this is what it looks like on the surface and not dig too far because I don't think, I think it's a fluid situation I think can change any day. And I just think that... Uh, you know, I think that what you need to understand is that these people have totally miscalculated their importance in the world. God is the one that determines that, not them. Well, on a lighter subject, okay, so we've, we've right, we went all the way from you, a, a black sheep child. Couldn't do anything right. Wanted to kill yourself so your parents could be happy. How many of you have had that ideation, that, that kind of, Suicidal ideation. I want to kill myself so my parents are happy. So my so my friend, I so my peers are happy. So the teacher is happy in, in high school. How many have had that? How many, Trish? I want to kill myself so that everybody will be happy. I want to kill myself so that so that the grass can grow, so that the crops can grow. I want to kill myself so that, you know, uh, my friends and family can be successful in the world. Well, see, they're teaching you about the nature of sacrifice. You sacrifice yourself, we all prosper. Because we made you kill yourself, we get credit. Then we go up. Okay, apply that backwards logic then to the government. Apply it to the world. Apply it to all these people that don't know what the fuck's going on. Apply it to all these people who think they're smarter than God. Apply it to all these people who think they know what's happening in the world. The world is just one big death cult. And, you know... If you can get credit for killing people, you can go up. So they figure, okay, we get these people dead. They don't get the hydroxychloroquine. You know, stack them, rack them, you know, put them in landfills, right? Yeah, they're dead. Uh, yeah, we've, we killed them. So where's my pop? No, they're not getting a pop right now, folks. They're getting ready to put the biggest taxation in the world. They're not getting a pop. So they can kill more and more and more and more and more people, no pop. Just like, right? So we got to that point, like the Aztecs and the Maya, we're just at that end point where they're, they're now trying to, you know, they know they need some big war, some big, some real big culling of something, thinking it's going to boost them, but no. 
it's going to drive them further into failure. Because, I'll say it again, there are consequences to naked murder, to naked aggression, to naked thievery, to naked anything. I say, what do you mean naked? I say, it means uncovered. They, they try to cover themselves too by making you do it. You make the choice and then their heads are clean. No, they talked you into it. They pressured you. So to all you black sheep and all you people that are mavericks, all you people that wanted to die just because you you were all alone and nobody cared and you were down deep below the surface of the, and no one even wanted to give you a helping hand to reach you up, to bring you back up to the surface. But God did. And that's the deal that's offered to every single person. You know, every single person can know Christ, can know God. But the reason they don't is because they have, be, they have decided that their God is the collective. They were offered that choice, you know, many in high school and before. And to them... You know, it wasn't that difficult to just not comment on, you know, the human trafficking and all that. But it's kind of difficult. When you see how many children they're trafficking at the border, isn't it kind of difficult not to comment? Or when you see a movie like I Am All Girls and you see the level of the of the trafficking of children, it's hard not to say something, to stand up. You know, these people will not comment on child sex trafficking in America which Biden's engaged in, through the border. They just won't do it. So, the full consequence of what they're doing, basically, you know, snuffing these kids, is going to be visited upon them, but more importantly, on their children, on Klaus Schwab's heirs, if there are any, of any kind of extension of them. From Soros will be Alex Soros. And all who participate in this, you know, disease, this this disease of ignorance, that somehow they, through their collective acts, are more powerful than the Most High God. That is the biggest joke of the century. I mean, it's... The only way you can know that, the only way you could really know that is if you saw the power of the Almighty God in at work. And when you see that, you know, um, miracles, which I've seen plenty. But like I said, nobody was going to take care of me. They wanted me dead, you know, and gone. Nobody was going to, you know, they didn't give a damn about me. And, you know, if you don't get with, you know, society and high society and what's going on, you don't, you don't get it. 
There is no level of torture they will not bestow upon you. Torture that will alter your mind and your life and your way and your even your ability to live forever and ever and ever and ever. Who, The only way that you could be helped even with some of the torture that they like to put on you is if God gives you a miracle because otherwise you're going to be crippled as I've been crippled. Socially crippled. Well, what that means to me is that I can't trust anybody in the room. No matter where I am, they're, they're right? So you, you have this like ongoing paranoia that may or may not even be based in reality. You know, that's it's, it's a, it's a, it's an effect of abuse. I know it's hard to think about, you know, the state, Australia, China, that's the whole thing that's going on here, how they seem to have all the power, have everything locked down. It's going right according to plan. Nobody can do anything or say anything. We're all paralyzed, right? There's no taking the country back. There's no militia that can compete with a nuclear bomb, <laughs> you know? Everyone is just paralyzed as they, as they, as they wield this this awful awful power, as you see, you know, speakers like Jen Psaki get more and more authoritarian and even cruel with her responses. <laughs> I just want to tell you, their comeuppance is coming, and it's coming from on high. And on that day, they'll be lucky if they can even whimper. They'll be lucky if they can even beg for mercy. They'll be like deer in the headlights. And then they'll be, you know, flattened like a cartoon character. Uh, and that's because they don't give a shit about death of innocent people or life. They only care about themselves and their cheap little, you know, uh, power gain, power grab, and holding it, and then punishing people who, through no fault of their own, might not be the same as them. These are the ultimate intolerant, the ultimate racists. Like I said, I never knew anything about racism until I ran into people that uh, practice it, you know. I've ran into people that practice it, like people of color that practice racism on other color groups that are of color and watch that for a while. And I'm like, really? Do you really mean that? It's funny. People get in power and they, they, they become racist because they don't want to give up that power. Uh yeah, no, I don't really know what to, to make of it. I um, I just, well, there's nothing more funny than seeing a guy from my, a Jewish friend from Miami, you know, making fun of Cubans. And, and, and it just goes on. I'm like, really? Or black people? Things like that. I, I just, you know, all, all, of course, on the, on the left side of the, per political perspective 
And I and I just I'm always like, is that do you learn that from your dad? Wow. I guess you guys that have come out of the world system, you're wondering how to really bond with God. You just seek God. It's you, you guys have the wrong mentality. God is not. It's 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 a mystery, you know, as far as you're concerned. But as long as you have a, an honest yearning, a seeking heart, you know that you know that that's really all that's required. I mean, there's no payment. There's no. You know, the payment's been made by Jesus. That's that's the payment for humanity. You've been set free. You just don't know it. So, you know, and God forgives. So, it's, you know, you seek him. You know, I repent all the time. I'm, you know, I'd be the last. Look, because I like being cool, man. Yeah, I like being cool. Or at least, I used to, you know, in the way back I did. And Jesus is not cool. God's not cool. But that's who met me at my height of despair after pull, carrying this shit a whole lifetime and broken as it can be and but it was god that was there for me and so i can't you know i gotta dance with the one who brung me like i say to you humans out there none of you were around none of my peers back in high school were around my parents certainly weren't around they were the first ones to throw me off the cliff so where was anybody you know, no one was planning an intervention with me. So God was there, folks. God said I wasn't garbage, folks. They had me convinced I was garbage and that anything that went wrong, it's my fault. But God convinced me it's not true. You know, it's no more my fault than anyone else's fault. You know what I mean? If something happens and someone else does, I don't have to go take the blame for it. It got so bad, I used to do stuff like that. I mean, that's terrible, but it was conditioning that I had had. But God broke all that conditioning. He took me and said, you're, you're, a, you know, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm a sinner. I know I hate it. I hate that. I hate, I wish I could be perfect. Uh, almost made it through here without expletives, but I, I know that's not being perfect. I, I understand, but perfect meaning Controlling my thought, word, and deed at all times. Perfect. <laughs> and I've, you know, and, I, and I'm always comparing myself to that. Like, okay, compare yourself to someone who has perfect control over thought, word, and deed and is dedicated to the Lord. Ooh, I don't, God, I don't measure up. Oh, jeez. So I, I don't know what to do. That doesn't sound like a very good comparison right now. So... People, I just want you to know that God is stronger than you know than them that are, that plan this for they plan this for decades and decades what they're doing now, and it looks like they're winning, but it's only on a certain level. And even if we have to die, like I said, if you die in the Lord with the Lord's hand on you, there's no dishonor in it. Nothing wrong with it. This is a time where there'll be many heroes made and then many will lose it and not be faithful to their calling at the last minute. They'll be 
found out to be wanting, meaning they'll somehow reject Jesus in some way toward the end, maybe to save their lives. And if so, that's not you, friend. That's them. That's the, you know they're going to have to deal with God, their God on you know God on that deal. Like I said, when uh, Wormbrand was in you know prison, they would make them do communion with feces and urine to get them to recant and then kill them. See, the communists were very aware of the soul. The communists were very, 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 very aware of salvation. The communists were very aware that if they could take a soul, they get benefit. They're not stupid. Well, they are, but I mean, they're not really stupid in that way. That's, they're, they're crafty. But so if they can get you to, by giving you abominations like feces and urine to do communion with, and there you are being degraded on that level in prison and hurt, beaten and stuff. And they can get you to renounce the Most High God because, look, even God can't say, where's your God now, they say. I heard Antifa saying that very thing. Where's your God now? Antifa being a, basically a brainchild of George Soros. But, you know, the, you, you tell that to the, to the woke generation, they don't believe you. Well, I know why. It's because woke is a religion. That's why. It's a religion. They change the rules of woke every week. But as long as you comply every week, you're good in the religion. And the religion makes them feel good. They feel like they're solving the world's problems and they're leading to utopia. And all these awful people are in the way they need to be gotten rid of because then we'll have a beautiful world. of Tolerance and... You know, sex and love and beauty and art and lots of free time and loads of fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they learn that once they kill this group, then they need to kill that group. Once they kill that group, then they need to kill this group. Once everybody's dead, they still need to kill, but there's no one left. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's Once you get rid of God, you become a fool because you don't know things like that. You don't know that your anger and your hatred goes to even to your very self because of our to factor in the condition of man, to be cautious about it. And to be cautious about the thoughts in your head. To be cautious of what you act on. To be sober, to be vigilant. Because the enemy wanders around like a roaring lion. And if he can just catch you in an errant desire or a fit of uh, rage, of jealousy, of vengeance, just takes one second. You know, and, and boom, you're corrupted. And so it's it's very, very... It's tough right now. I happen to think it's like a test, like we're really in the Olympics right now. This is the tough test right here. But um, so that person, so, you know, that I tell people, like, 
I know that, you know, I had used a cinematographer back in that day, and I thought we were friends. But, you know, no comment, you know, complete cut off. Of course, it's not me, but he cut me off. I said I was, you know, I reached out, said hello to him, and, uh, you know, just zero, you know, crickets, you know, nothing. And um, I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I know that he never forgave me for, for Jesus, but was he there? Listen. Here's the, the te- this is why I don't care. Was he there that day I was crying out, that day I was in need? When I explained, you know, about, you know, what, what things going on and I'm trying to survive it? No, he got through without needing to call on God because he never sunk as low as me. So he doesn't have the experience I have. So he doesn't know what it's like to be that alone and that far down and have, you know, nobody give a damn. But I do. And I also, and I don't feel bad about it because the living God was there to pull me up. Give me something to do. Get me going. You know, revive me, Lord. And then when I told him about it, he always said he couldn't be madder. He just hates, hates me. He hates my guts because I'm with the Lord. But I have no, I don't apologize because you see, there was nobody for me but God in that moment. And that's why I never regret losing a friend like that. If he's going to blow me off because of I had horrible pain and suffering and was about dead and he's going to blow me off because I accepted the most wonderful thing in the world and he's going to blow me off. That makes him like some little kid. And you know what? His One day he may need some help. He may be deserted by people around him, but he's so pious, so high and mighty, his nose way up in the air, so proud, he could never have a problem like I had. And he's so connected. Life is so good. Okay. All right. And now he rejects me. Now he rejects me. He rejects me for something that I didn't do. I.e., I'm not God. God re- reaching in, rescuing me, you know, dealing with me, being with me when I, no one else would, being there. So that's what he's mad at me about. He's not really mad at me, is he? He's mad at God for having intervened, is what it really comes down to. And therefore, I cannot lament about it. I don't feel sad about it. I just like, oh, well. There goes a guy steeped in ignorance because he doesn't know the purpose of this world. He doesn't know even what the world is, but he prides himself on being so worldly, of having his art in galleries and being sophisticated and among the the intelligentsia and among the... uh, you know the the proven artist and the and the and the wonderkind 
And yet, he feels completely justified in rejecting anyone really who has really suffered is what it really comes down to. Rejecting those who suffer because you don't want the cooties on you. Rejecting those who are truly alone because you don't want the cooties on you. Well, you don't want them to see you reaching out for the enemy. Even if that person doesn't know they're the enemy. Even if they don't know there's a satanic ball calling them the enemy. They don't want to be seen offering a helping hand. Because what their peers think means everything. And doing the right thing means nothing. And that's the way it is in Washington, D.C., Hollywood, you name it. The minute you fall down, the minute you have a problem, the minute you're, well, be sick, get stage four, four cancer. See how many people talk to you then. And all I'm saying is when people don't talk to you, you need somebody, you need something, and you need it bad. Otherwise, you just wish for death every two seconds. And um, to be punished... For God coming into your life, fine. But I'm not renouncing God to be your friend because you're not my friend anyway. And you'll never be my friend. You just have social acquaintances. You don't have friends. So that's, you know, my dealing with that, you know, that's never feel bad. Never feel bad. And uh, I'll see you next time. was to blame No one was the wiser and no one suspected you Betrayed to your own cause.
Do oh. 